Come on, let's pray. Let's stay standing and let's pray. God, we are trusting that you speak to us. Thank you that as we open your word that is eternal, that you can do something supernatural in our lives. Uh, God, we bring our hearts to you. We want our hearts to be uh, positioned for what you want to do. We want our hearts to be soft. So we open up our hearts to you now. And we trust that as your word goes out, that you would bring the breakthrough, you would lead us. And, and for anyone who's without hope in this place, that, that you would knock on the door of those people's hearts and our hearts so that we can open those doors uh, to you in Jesus' name. God, we wanna do your will. We have this desire, so we submit to you. We resist the devil. We thank you that he has to flee. Pray for protection around us and our children. We pray that in this hedge of protection that you would bring freedom, salvation, breakthrough, healing, and everything we need. And everyone believed who believed it said amen awesome you guys take your seats so good to have everyone with us table view milk boss and Casper. Come on, can we give a big round of applause to milk boss and camps bay I know that there's quite a few new guests at Camps Bay today. Uh, Matt's already messaged me, so I want to welcome you guys. Everyone at Melkbus, uh, we're all linked in, and everyone online. Let's see, if you've got your device, you can actually share the service. So you can serve in the service by sharing the service. It's pretty simple. So, um, yeah, why don't you do that? And, um, I, you see, we've had, we kicked off. We did a service at Tailview in Melkbus. Right now, we've got three services across the three locations happening. And then we got one more um, at 11.30, and then tonight at 6.00. 6 p.m. we got one more service. So I encourage you guys to, to get into the house and, and it's an amazing season to get back into the house. Um, so I encourage, yeah, I encourage you to, to go on the journey, get planted and really see what comes of being planted in the church. So this year, I trust that you had a great holiday. Uh, we've got uh, Pastor Yapi and uh, Natasha from Friend of God, Marmus Priest sitting in the front row here, Tailview. So even Malpus, Kansway, give them a big welcome there whole family. They're visiting us. They're on leave, but they're in the house. I love that. And I know Dieter is on leave and Dieter, and they're in the house as well. They're sitting here at table view. If Malpus is wondering where they are, they, um, but listen, it's so good to have everyone in the house. Dieter would have kicked off our series last week. We were fully online and, um, and, and Solomon says it in Ecclesiastes 3 verse 1, it's the title of our series, there is a time for everything. He says that in verse 1, there is a time for everything, a season for every activity under the heavens, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, Time to mourn and a time to dance. Time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. Time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. Time to tear and a time to mend. Um, a time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. What do workers gain from their toil? I've seen the burden God has laid on the human race. He has made everything beautiful in its time, and He has also set eternity in the human heart. Yet no one can fathom what God has done from the beginning, uh, from beginning to end. I know that there is nothing better for people than to be happy and to do good while they live. To each of them, um, that each of them may eat and drink and find satisfaction in all their toil. This is a gift of God. I know that everything God does will endure forever. Nothing can be added to it and nothing taken from it. God, is, um, God does it so that people will fear Him. 
So we have Solomon, my wife would have mentioned in the, the offering message here at Tableview, uh, a man who experienced all the success that the world would call success. And he actually, actually ends up saying um, in his life that, that it's meaningless. It's like chasing after the wind. Um, I've mentioned to you guys before that, that you can try to close your hands on this life, uh, but as you close it, it will be like smoke or air, and you'll realize you can't get a grip but you can close your hand on your family, on your, your, your wife and your kids, and, and you can actually close your hand on other people's hands. Now, of course, in COVID, we're not allowed to do it as much as a keeper to your family, but, but you can still grab hold of something that is meaningful in this life. But there's many things that aren't meaningful. Um, even as Solomon says, there's a time for everything. It's like he's actually frustrated, and he's, he's going, you know, even that, as there's a time for all these things, life is so unpredictable. Come on, anyone been frustrated by how unpredictable life has been in the last two years? Solomon says, life is unpredictable, but what God does stands. What God does, nobody can add to. And no one is above Him. His ways are higher than our ways. And, and, and he goes, you know, even as there's a time for everything, eternity has been planted in your heart. Then he goes on to say, but a good life to live is to have a good attitude and to do good works. And there's always a time for a good attitude and good works. There's always time for that. And so we see Solomon in this place, frustrated with the routine and saying, don't you feel trapped? Don't you feel like you're a hamster on a wheel where you're running and you come to the end of the year and you go, I ran, I poured myself out and I got nowhere. Anyone ever felt like that? Yo, what's the point of this? I worked so hard. I went to work. I, I was sat in traffic. Uh, we did the school routine, but it was like a hamster's wheel and I've ended up exactly where I started. Of course, the Bible points out that people who build on God's Word build on a rock. But the other people are building in another way and as one storm comes and they go all the way back to square one. What they built could not stand the storm and it was knocked down and all of a sudden, it's like the hamster's wheel and they're back where they started. The crazy thing is you could have a great 2022, but if it's not built on something that can withstand a storm, you could end up exactly where you started. I don't want the hamster wheel for you. I don't want you guys to be running on a hamster wheel and still have to do many things because in this year, there will still be time for all those things Solomon mentioned. But you can make that time count. And there's some keys in the Scripture to learn how to make your time count. So yes, we can feel trapped. But what I want you to be aware of is God has never created time on this earth to fulfill you. Please release your time on this earth uh, from to fulfill you. Time on this earth was never meant to fulfill you. You and I were made for eternity. You and I were made for heaven. We were never made for earth. There are blessings on earth, but they are just a taste of what heaven will be like. But there are also hard times on earth and they remind you that you were not made for earth. See, the good times and the bad times are there to remind the sons and daughters of God what they were made for. That they're actually destined for more. They don't have to bring you down. They don't have to make you question your purpose. They don't have to make you question your identity. Those times don't even have to make you go, I'm worthless. 
See, when you do feel worthless, you're reminded of how much worth Jesus is to you. <laughs> that what you bring is nothing compared to what He brought. When your body fades, you remind yourself that your body has to fade because resurrection power is in you. And when the body is buried, eternal life is the first, you mean it's the start of your eternity with God. These things don't have to get you down. And Solomon says, you know, there's this tension we live in. We live in this routine of time when we, were, when we were made for eternity. So you can think your life is all about the now and what you're gonna do in this life and yes, be a steward of this life, but you can think that this life is all there is and you're gonna have a massive tension because you were never made for this life. There's a vacuum and every time you feel like this life feels meaningless, it should point you to the fact that God's place, He turned in your heart. The other tension we live in is we live in a human body, yet we're more spiritual than we're physical. See, when your body dies, you'll spiritually live forever. You and I are more spiritual than we are physical. So we live in time, yet we're made for eternity. We live in these bodies, yet we are spiritual beings. See, you and I, because we live in this time and we understand it and we live in our bodies, our flesh, and we understand it, we let that become the dominant thing when that's actually the temporary thing. And Solomon says, when our lives are fixated on the temporary, then life is truly meaningless. It pretty much is a rat race, but you're a hamster on a wheel, running fast and going nowhere. So we actually need to take make the most of this time. 2 Corinthians 4, 16 to 18 says, therefore we do not lose heart, though outwardly we're wasting away, yet inwardly we've been renewed day by day. For our lights and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. You know what, we're gonna have times of pleasure in this life and I encourage you to enjoy them. But the point of this life is to actually discover the ultimate meaning of life. To, uh, to focus our eyes on what's permanent. Actually to see the temporary for what it is. To enjoy temporary pleasures in the means of healthy ones. But to remind yourself that there's an eternity waiting for you. That this is a taste of heaven. See, you and I can't control time. Yeah, we learned that over the last two years but we can't recognize the timing. Of course, Jesus understood timing. I don't know if you guys know the story of Lazarus. He passed away. Jesus' friends come to him, tell him Lazarus is sick. Jesus doesn't come. Lazarus passed away and Jesus only makes his way there. He gets there pretty much four days late. Jesus' friends go, if you were here, he wouldn't have died. You could have healed him. But Jesus knew they didn't need another healing. They needed to experience a resurrection. Timing was everything. See, for us, we can think that Jesus is late, but Jesus knows exactly when to step in and when to bring His breakthrough, when to bring His power into your marriage, into your business, into your children's life. If you would just focus on Jesus, I promise you, He's never early, He's never late, He's right on time. But it's only Jesus who understands timing. And it's for us to understand that if we can get close to Jesus, we're gonna to start to experience the rhythm and the timing that God has for us. Peter says it in 2 Peter 3, 8 to 9. 
God looks at time differently than we do. Jesus waits patiently to return because he wants to, har to harvest every soul he can. God's patience is a gap for a harvest. God's timing is a gap for the gospel to go out. God delaying a breakthrough is a gap for us to bring the message of the gospel. See, you and I can look at time totally differently. If God doesn't bring a miracle now, He wants to bring a greater miracle. He wants to do something even greater. But we need to get close to Jesus. See, timing is so important that there's a story in the Bible of a lady, her name was Esther. She actually won a beauty contest. She was a Jewish girl who married, of course, a, a, um, a foreigner to the Jewish nation, a, a big king of, of the time. And, and her uncle Mordecai um, came to her with the news that there was a hit out on the Jewish nation. That the Jewish nation had sort of a hit out that all the Jews would be wiped out and that God had placed Esther in the palace. It wasn't just a by chance beauty contest she won and then she married the king, but God had placed her and He says, you were placed for such a time as this. It's like this man understood timing. This was her time. Of course, if she didn't make the most of her time, her fate would be like the rest of the crowd. And for a lot of us, when we don't make the most of the opportunity that Jesus puts in front of us, it's like we just fade into the crowd. And I have no doubt the people in this room don't wanna just fade into the crowd. You don't just live like everyone else. You wanna live out the specific purpose for your life and you need to see the, the opportunity. You need to see the timing. You need to be able to read the opportunity that Jesus is giving you and calling you to step into. Of course, for Esther, the reason she was a bit hesitant was because there was great risk. There was great risk because she was experiencing great comfort. <laughs> What's crazy is that you and I will normally not give up comfort for the great opportunity that Jesus wants to allow us to partner in. And so Mordecai says, no, no, you were there for such a time as this. If, God, if you don't step up, God's just gonna use someone else. He says to her. And what's crazy is when we don't understand the timing of God, I feel like a lot of us miss out on the call of God. And I don't want you to get into the rat race and miss out on what God's calling you to as a husband, as a wife, as a young person, as a student this year. I want to encourage you to have a desire to fulfill the call on your life. To, to not let somebody else do it. You know, I always joke, like um, I've been here now for so many years since I was 17, like last man standing, you know what I mean? They couldn't get anyone else. I'm cool with that. Because I understand, I might not be the first choice, but it was never my ability that got me into my calling. It was always my availability. And it's when you understand that God is just looking for available people, you will start to find there's always a good time to serve God. <laughs> there's always a good time to have a good attitude. There's always a good time to be available. It's always a good time to be in the house every Sunday. It's always a good time to serve God, to have a quiet time. It's always a, God is not intimidated by your ability because He can use anyone. 
but he's just asking you for availability. And Mordecai says, Esther, this is your time. God will use someone else. But this is actually your time. Don't let somebody else step into it. God's got something for you and God's got something for everyone in this room. He also says to her, if you don't get into that rhythm and step into that time, that the thing that God has for you, you're gonna lose more than just an opportunity. It's quite harsh. Think about it, you're Jewish, you're gonna lose your life. So much is lost. And I think we don't see it. It's like you always hear that story of that, that person who walks into the warehouse and then sees all the things God had for them. And all the, really what the requirement was, just availability. And, and I don't want you to, to, to end this life and, 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 and not have made the most of the opportunity. Yes, we're not perfect, but we keep showing up. I always tell people that. That's why my big thing is I wanna bank every year in heaven. You know, why have a midlife crisis when you can use every year for God and store up your treasures where moth and rust can't touch them? Why live with a temporary when you can sow into the, to your eternity with God? And so, yes, so much more is lost than just an opportunity when you don't understand God's timing. And of course, you're gonna miss out on the mission that God has for your life. It's gonna require risks, but it's what we risk that God causes to rise. It's what we sow that God causes, brings some growth. And you and I need to be people who hunger for what God's about to do. I wanna be part of it, God. I wanna be part of your work here on earth because we'll celebrate forever in heaven what the works we do here on earth for you. And anytime you see a first part in the Bible, it's always holy. The first animal that the farmer got was given to God, no matter, it was the first one went to God and he said, the rest will be blessed. It's like he redeemed the rest of what was to come. Every month we give God the first. We, We say God comes first. He's never come second. He's never come third. He's never come fourth. If he's not first on your list, he's not on your list. Uh, uh, the, the first part is, is such a significant part. And that's why we, we always tell you guys, and as a church, we, we give the God the first part of our year. That it's the time. There's a time for it. You go, well, I don't feel like it. It's never been how we feel. It's just, you have to read it. You have to see. It's been set apart. It's holy. It's already a God's. It's just, you're just not bringing it to God. And so the first part of the year, we, we do a 21-day fast. First part of our month, we honor God with our increase, whatever comes in. Um, first day of the week, Sunday, the rest is blessed. It's not Monday. He's mercy on you every morning. We, we don't read our device. We, we read our Bible every morning. It's a, a simple principle, but we, we, understand, we, we understand no matter what the season, it's always the right time to put God first. It's always the right time to put Him first in our life. And, and so we're about to step from tomorrow into a Daniel fast. And, and for 14 days, we're gonna just do um, fruit and veg. And it's pretty simple. Uh, how do you do it? Well, it's just say no meats and no sweets. And as we go on that journey, it's about, not about just walking away from meats and sweets, but it's about walking towards God. It's not to twist God's arm onto our agenda, but it's to make us more sensitive to what He wants to do. It's to stir up a hunger for Him and say to our bodies, you're not the boss of me. Body, you're temporary. 
I need to start feeding my spiritual life. Of course, the last seven days, we do a, a, a liquid fast. We just do liquids. And then we do five nights of worship and we end with a Sunday night worship. But, but, but we encourage people to do this. This is a great time. It's a short season that leads to great breakthrough. You know, I encourage you if, medically, if you can't fast, then don't do it. And I know a lot of you guys are making doctor's appointments tomorrow morning straight away. Are you telling me I can't fast? Okay. <laughs> um, but I, I, what I understand, my wife's a medical doctor, how long can people go with just water? Two months, just water. Anyway, so let's just, but like I said, if you medically can't do it then. But I encourage you to make the most of this time, to see it for what it is. See, a lot of us are more fixed on our physical schedule than our spiritual one. It's like we are so inflexible when it comes to our spiritual schedule, but we, um, but you know what I mean? Um, but like, I mean, we are so inflexible when it comes to our, our bodies and our flesh and our soul food. And a lot of your soul foods, your social media, but when it comes to your spiritual life, you're like, I don't know, like, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna change my, my gymming schedule too fast. You know? <laughs> I'm gonna take care of this temporary body like it's everything. <laughs> I know it's challenging to some people. But I encourage you to take this opportunity to turn up the volume on your spiritual life, to tune into God's voice. When you are gonna be eating, to read God's word, to start to pray more. Jesus has even said, that comes out, that spirit comes out through prayer and fasting. You know, I don't need natural ideas. I need supernatural ideas. I don't need natural solutions. I need supernatural. I don't need temporary breakthroughs. I need an eternal breakthrough. And this is my opportunity to put God first. So even as we are gonna trust God to really set up a year. I wanna give you three things that Solomon points out in the scripture that's gonna help us, I believe. Can I have some, some keys up? Number one, God has planted eternity in our hearts. It's pretty simple. Number one, God has planted eternity in our hearts. When it comes to making a decision about time, the most important focus should be eternity. It will allow you to make great decisions about the temporary. It should never be the other way around. You and I have an eternal address fixed in our minds and it's, it's been set in our heart. We have an eternity in our hearts. Deep down, you and I know we are not home yet. We're not home yet. We haven't arrived. If you went camping, your kids knew they weren't home. Why are you trying to make permanent in a place that's temporary? Why are you trying to take your bed on the plane? <laughs> or start to hang some pictures on the train? <laughs> Why are you so fixated on a tent 
When God's made you a house in heaven, brick and mortar. God has set eternity in your hearts. Whenever you feel frustrated in the temporary, remind yourself this is a gift I'm experiencing. This is a reminder that I'm a son or daughter of God. I was made for heaven. Yesterday morning we went to the beach and come on, Cape Town was just beautiful, showing off. You know, that's why we always tell you guys the only reason Jesus is taking along with heaven is because He doesn't want to disappoint Capetonians. Everyone else is getting Cape Town for heaven. We're getting something else. Amen, preach it. And I went under the water in the morning and there was a moment in that water coming out where I wish I could actually grab hold of it, put it in a box. That evening, Leanne and I took the girls again. We were in the water, the body surf, and there was another moment where I could just Afterwards, I put some worship on, got home, sat outside, read my notes, and I just wanted to watch the day. And as I studied this, I remembered that these are the moments, even though I wish I could capture it, I remember that this is only a moment, a taste of what will be forever. But even better. And when I have hard times and my flesh fails me and I feel weak, I remind myself that my victory has never been dependent on me. It was, it's only through Jesus. And heaven's still my destination. So you and I were made in the image of God. We're from God. We sustained by God and one day we'll return to God. We should never forget that. The second thing I wanna point out is that aging is not fun. Can anyone say amen? I tore my Achilles tendon twice last year in a period of six months. I am an idiot. I'm gonna say that by myself now. But even as our body fails us, and you try to stop it from failing you. And yes, take care of your bodies. Eat well, stay healthy. Your body has to go to the ground for you to rise one day. <laughs> this body has to fail you at some point so that you can experience the victory that Christ got for you on the cross. This body was never designed to give you victory. It was designed to point you to the victory that Christ won for you. And whenever you feel weak and whenever you feel that you're failing, don't let that, don't let that get into your heart and you start talking about yourself. Remind yourself it's a gift from God. God's reminding me that I was made for eternity. God's reminding me that I'm more spiritual than I'm physical. I'm not gonna be fixated on my body when I can feed my spirit. I'm not gonna be fixated on the temporary when I can celebrate that one day I will live forever in heaven. I'm not gonna be fixated on these things. So you know what? You're gonna make better decisions about your time and you're gonna read it better. And the last thing, no, before I say the last thing, is that's why we're fasting. Because a lot of us are led by our flesh. A lot of us are led by other relationships other than our relationship with Jesus. The approval of man, social media likes. For some of us, our bodies, whenever we speak about fasting, it's like, ah, don't listen to him. 
your body's going, you cannot fast. If you do not feed me, I will give you a headache. And you're like, you're not the boss of me. <laughs> For some of us, fasting is so important, especially when you find every reason not to. It's your body saying, I've been leading you for so long. Don't let go now. Let me stay in front. Fasting is the shortest distance to break through. Fasting is like sharpening an axe before you cut down a tree. If the axe isn't sharp, you'll do double the work. But if you sharpen it, it'll be done way quicker than you could even imagine. Fasting is a short season that releases long-term rewards. Abraham Lincoln says, give me six hours to chop down a tree. I'll spend the first four sharpening the axe. For us, fasting is like sharpening the axe. It's tuning into the Holy Spirit, being led by God as we seek Him first, He can bless the rest. I don't need another, um, I don't need another good idea. Dear, I need a God idea. It says this comes out through prayer and fasting. I need some authority, spiritual authority in my life as Leanne and I are going through this new year, as God's given us the blessing of having two daughters, uh, being part of this church, serving this church with also the business. I need to be spiritually strong. I need to be able to rebuke the devourer. Come under the authority, rebuke the devourer. Some of you've lost your edge. Lockdown, the last two years, you've lost your edge. You'll see our campaign after a year or two like yours, you need a church like ours. And we put a smiley face because we don't sound arrogant, but, but we're just saying, hey, get into the house. You've lost your edge in your, your relationship with God, in your marriage, in your, your work life, honouring God. You've lost your edge. Sharpen the axe. Come close to Him. It says in James 4 verse 8, come close to God, He'll come close to you. Fasting is about coming close to God, He comes close to you. It's like something supernatural happens. It's like the heavens are opened and your, your prayers have greater momentum when you fast. The, the Israelites circled the, the desert for 40 years in complaining and they circled Jericho for seven days. They used the same tactics, just with a different mindset. Some of you have been running in a circle and all of a sudden you start honoring God and you get traction. And the breakthrough is even quicker. You wanna circle a, a prayer need? Stop eating. <laughs> Probably every time you think of food, you go, okay, I need to pray. <laughs> Simplest way to, to circle a prayer. And even as you empty yourself out, God can fill you up. And in Luke, it says, our heavenly Father, if you ask Him for you know, if you ask an earthly father for a good gift, an earthly parent, how much, and they'll give it to you, how much more will your father in heaven give you the Holy Spirit if you ask? He will fill you up if you ask him to. So why fast? That's my last point. Well, the purpose of life starts with whom we know. The purpose of life starts with whom we know. The breakthrough in life starts with who you know. Not what you know and how good you are. And a lot of us have been coming in saying, I'm gonna have a better year, I'm gonna know more, I'm just gonna be a bit better. And I encourage you to grow, yes, grow. 
but the purpose and significance of your life and the breakthrough in your life and the salvation in your life and eternal destiny in your life is actually determined by who you know and that can only be brought to you by a relationship with Jesus. Jesus is the one you need to know. You need to pursue. So yes, you might go, Andre, I'm going to have a different year. I'm going to be healthier. Yes, but your significance and breakthrough lasts in your relationship with Jesus first. Andre, I'm going to read more books. Great, I want to encourage you to read more books, but your breakthrough is really going to come through Jesus first. It's Jesus first. He's never come second. He's never come third. He's never come fourth. If He's not first in your list, He's not on your list. I want to encourage you to start your year putting your relationship with Jesus first because the purpose, the significance, the breakthrough, the salvation, the healing you need comes because of who you know. And who I'm speaking about, of course, is Jesus. If you're in Tableview, Malpus, or Camp Spain, and you're not in a relationship with Jesus, or you've drifted, I encourage you to come back. You know, the prodigal son walks away from his dad and his family, squanders his money, finds himself in a pig pen, comes to his senses, because you know, in my father's house, even the servants live better than this. He makes a speech, I'll come back and I'll say, I don't deserve to be your son. I'll be a servant. And he, he starts making his way back. And then on his way back, the father's standing looking. His father runs and sees him. What do we learn from this? The, the father made him a son again. He didn't have to be a servant. But, but what I love about the story is that it says the father was looking for him. Which day should the son return? any day because the Father is looking out every day. There's never a bad day to return to God. There's never a bad day to come back to your Father because He loves you. And I promise you, as you come back to Him, His arms will be open. He is a loving, forgiving Father. And I promise you, your breakthrough in life comes from who you know. If you're not in a relationship with Jesus, I encourage you to open up your heart to our awesome, loving Saviour. Scripture says the wage of sin is death. So, so we deserve death, but He says the gift of God. So, so even though the, the, the wage of sin is death, the gift of God is eternal life. Scripture says those who call on the name of the Lord, they'll be saved. It's like, it's like the prodigal son called on his foot and he was saved. So you and I can call on His name. If that's you in Tableview, Mark Boss or Campsbury, you wanna close your eyes quickly? If you're in this place and you need to call on His name again, Maybe for the first time or you're coming back to Him, you're calling on His name, ask Him to forgive you of your sins. Ask Him to be Lord of your life. Say, I need to come back to you, God. I've drifted or I've never actually opened up my life to God. And maybe as I was speaking, you, you sense God almost knocking on the door of your heart and He wants to come in. Scripture says that's what He does. And the reason He does that is He wants you to open up that door in a way and He will come in and live inside of you. If you need to ask Him to come into your heart, forgive you of your sins, be the Lord of your life. On three, I'm gonna ask you, Tailview, Malpas, Camps Bay, on three, just slip your hand up and down, boldly. Remember, come on, let's not, let's not make big decisions about temporary things. Let's make a big decision about the eternal life with Christ. One, God loves you so much. Two, today's the day of salvation. You have to wait one more day. Three, pop your hand up. Say, I, I wanna call in the name of the Lord, Andre. I wanna come back to Jesus. Just pop your hand up if that's you. Say, Andre, I, I need to come back to Jesus. Table view, Malpus, awesome. Just pop your hand up. Somebody's gonna see you. We've got leaders across there as well. Awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Awesome.
Okay, let's pray together across all locations. Let's pray as a church family, everyone in the buildings. Jesus, I confess with my mouth that You are the Son of God. I believe in my heart that God raised You from the dead. Because of this confession and this belief, the Bible says that I'm saved, I'm changed, and I'll never be the same. Amen. Come on, let's just thank Jesus across all the locations. I'm going to hand over to Graham at Maltbos, to Matt at Camps Bay. Have a blessed day, guys. And then for Table View, I'll remind you guys that as you walk out the doors, we've got a Next Steps area, especially for our new people. There'll be a coffee there. And then for anyone who made a decision or prayed that prayer for the first time, on our website, we got Following Jesus. Go to viewchurchtaleview.ca.za and you can tap on Following Jesus and you can do the seven-step course on your device or in your home. It's a, it's a foundation course is phenomenal. Um, listen, you know, don't miss out next week. Leanne's preaching and, and we're going to be seven days into our fast. Have a blessed day. God bless you guys.